do you feel like you got pain in there? Or you feel like, man, I it's healed. Like, I'm okay. There are definitely still some scars, but um, love is a good substitute for pain. Hello, and welcome back to the MGC podcast, where we desire to go deep in the Christian faith. My name is Alex Portillo, and I am your host. Today, we are talking with Misai L. Aguilar Izquierdo. But he goes by Misa. And today, he's going to be sharing with us his story and how a community changed his life. We are also going to be exploring the importance of loving others and how in loving others, we reveal the love of God to the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Over the last few months, you and I have become pretty good friends, but I still haven't heard your entire story. What is your story? Can you share your journey with us? (laughs) It's a bit complicated. I mean, so we were living down in Gresham, right? You know, Portland. No, I grew up with both of my parents, uh, my uncles, you know, both of my families were together. You know, my dad's side and my mom's side. As we were coming back from Costco, you know, like those giant ice cream boxes. So we were coming back from Costco with one of those boxes in the back of the truck. And my dad had this um, like Ford, this blue Ford, and it was like an SUV. And um, since me, I, I was mom, I didn't really understand a lot of things. And then as we were pulling in and, you know, just flooded with cops and all that. And so, one, I mean, a very tra- traumatic experience for me and my mom. Was just seeing my dad escorted out of the car being cuffed as we came to the side my mom told me to stay there and she went to the side of the cop cruiser and i remember seeing my dad with a a particular face and um, he put his hand to the window and my mom put her hand to the window and so he arrested my dad when i was four occasionally i just started visiting him in jail and all that and it was nice to see he was doing good in jail. But, um, you know, my parents being illegal and crossing the border over here, when they get arrested, you know, they're going to go back. And so unlike other kids where, oh, my dad comes out of prison in four years, he's going to come home. My dad didn't come home. What was the impact of growing up without your dad? One thing for sure is my mom had to do a lot of things she shouldn't have done. She had to work like two to three jobs I mean it was me and my brother we stayed with one of my uncles on my dad's side for a bit and so we found a dad I mean it was just her and us two and occasionally we had to leave that and um just one of the big impacts of not having my father around is you know the bridge between our family and his and so our families just pulled apart and not necessarily like each other that much I mean I still visit my cousins and all that but my mom won't come to like a party with them or anything. But um another thing that I 
that I experienced when I'm growing up with a dad is a lot more responsibility. I was put in the mentality that that I had to take care of my brother and my mom. And so I was in that mentality of, you know, survival, like survival mode. You moved around a lot. As as a kid, I remember taking the bus a lot to, you know, everywhere, just being, basically being a street kid. How do you think your life would be different if you would have grown up with your dad? I think about that question a lot, especially in like the smallest thing. My dad was a, uh, he, was a he was a sports guy, you know, he would always have me in the soccer clubs and all that. And, you know, he'd make me play soccer. He'd like, you could play soccer, do all that. I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, if he was still here, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'd be <laughs> a lot more in shape than I was. If you, if he was here, because I know for sure I'd still be playing soccer in those clubs and all that. And um, I feel like our household would definitely be a lot more different. I mean, you know, the whole dynamic of having a stepfather and you know, step family and all that. Um, our families would still be together. I would have had a better childhood with a lot of my cousins and family. I wouldn't have been here in Washington. I wouldn't have met everyone here. I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met this church. I would still be down there doing whatever. I think God does work in mysterious ways. Sometimes it's not the... He brings beauty from the ashes. He brings beauty from the ashes. What was the most difficult part of growing up without a dad? It's the support, you know, the fatherly figure, a role model, someone to teach me to do all the things I need to do. It would have, would have lifted a, a big burden on me, you know, especially in the household just us three I think one of the biggest challenges of not having a dad is seeing it not only affect me but my mom and my brother hmm. I think one thing that I usually think to myself when I see you know both parents or, you know uh, a functional household and all that I usually feel jealous uh, I ask God why couldn't I have been like this I go over to my friend's house and they have you know their whole family together and I'm like oh this is nice I think in all the small things, you know, not having anyone to pick me up from a soccer practice, you know, like, oh, where are your parents? And I'm like, well, my mom's working. And who else do you want me to call? So I think it's one thing. You don't have that mentality of they'll have, you know, two people to always rely on. And I just have one. Over the weekend, Misa shared a message about three men found in Matthew chapter eight and nine. He told us a story about a man with leprosy, a man who was paralyzed, and of Matthew the tax collector. He asked us, what do these three men have in common? Well, the answer is that Jesus loved them. He loved the sick man. He loved the disabled man, and he loved the hated man. 
And he didn't mention all the stories found in those two chapters because there wasn't enough time, but there is the story of a demon-possessed man. There is a story of a mute person, of a blind person, of a sick woman, about a centurion, about a man who is worried about his daughter. And we could ask the same question about them. What do all of these stories have in common? And the answer would be the same. Jesus loved them. And what is so important to know about all of these stories is that all of these people, for one reason or another, would have been overlooked by people, but not by Jesus. And by loving them, Jesus revealed to them the love of God. Scripture tells us that God is love, meaning that every act of love that we do makes manifest the God that we believe in. And in fact, this is the experience of Misa. He says that when his church loved him, he was finally able to see the love of God. And he challenges us to love others because when we love others, we make manifest the love of God. There is a difference between people simply being nice and actually loving us because being nice doesn't require investment. We could be nice to anyone, but we don't actually have to love them. But in your experience, this community has not only been nice to you, but they have also loved you. What impact did the church loving you have on your life? The church's love was different for me because, I mean, like you said, there are two different things between nice and love. And I've always been treated nicely throughout my life. But, you know, you could be nice to someone and just completely forget about them the next time. But um, when the church loved me, I wasn't just gone the next day. You know, I kept com coming back and it was the same love that I received every single day. Um, church loved me. They invested in me. And, um... Yeah, it was nice because, you know, I didn't really grow up in a very lovely household or knowing God's love, which is what the church has given me. How has this community shown you God's love? In lots of ways. I mean, as a church, one way they've uh, shown me love a lot is through prayer. You know, they pray with me they pray for me. Either they come up to me and they're like, oh, I'm praying for you or we're praying for you today. It's just a simple act of love. Um, I've been invited to supper a lot of times, always checking up on me, always making sure I could do what I could do best, especially in school. doesn't matter how many times I fail my tests, they're always, oh, we're still here for you and all that. You know, just the pastors, the people, the church members, they've just all been supportive. And this church really has changed something for me. Before we go, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners? Especially in this time, I think we have to be wary of those around us. Just like me, I haven't, I've been very lucky with this community to um, have like food boxes and all that at my house. I'm not starving. I'm not having any of that. Um, I've had a lot of support. But for those people around us who, who are suffering from this pandemic or suffering from either it be financially, mentally, or physically, just to pray for people. 
and pray for the state of the world. Um, share some love. Thank you for coming on today, Misa. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the MGC Podcast. If you haven't done so yet, follow us, leave us a review, follow us on Instagram. We'd love to hear back from you. All of these things that you do help people find us. Well, guys, until next time, grace and peace.